Hardest Touches. I'm your host, Chris Tucer, and this is Charlie Brown. of the Midas Touches and once again we're coming into this week off the back of another really really successful episode of Tipping. Last week saw us in the Arc out in France. Uh, It was an unbelievable win for Luke Morris and Sir Mark Prescott BT um, (laughs) which stands for Baronet. Um, As Alpinista took the arc ahead of Vidani, who was uh, pretty good. Uh, second place under the, um, what's the word? The estranged, the um, outlawed, exiled. Yeah, exiled, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christoph Sumio. Persona non grata. Uh, we'll come to that in due course. Alpinista one tipped up at 11 to two. We also had a win for Rohan at four to one uh, we had a winner in in our lunify mm. blog for al kareem who won uh, that opener on on day one at 13 to two um and yeah it was it was pretty fantastic and that really i think if we look back at our tips it's like five winners from the last seven winners at seven to one 20 to one 13 to two 11 to two and four to one um to say that we're on form would be an under statement yeah doing us an injustice i think almost i mean uh, yeah we, we are kind of blowing smoke up our own and we're also definitely speaking too soon because <laughs> yeah. we'll just not tip any winners this week we're tempting so. fate i think is the yeah. is the saying yeah, yeah um it was an incredible weekend there, there was a big talking point though christoph sue me on um i would have thought most of our listeners have seen the replay of him elbowing Ross Orion, gentle Ross Orion yeah, off yeah. his horse at St. Cloud on, was it Friday or was it, it Thursday it, it afternoon? It was the Friday, yeah, it was the Friday. Um, really, 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 really stupid. Uh, genuinely could have killed Rossa. Uh, mm, I think I think even more than stupid, really. Like, that, that's just dangerous. Uh, that's malicious. You know, he, the fact that he only got two months for it, yeah. it is, is a joke. It's an mm. absolute joke. Like, uh, I I was referring back to um, when I was explaining this to someone. I referred back to the time when um, uh, Bryony Frost. Do you remember the Bryony Frost Robbie Dunn case? Yeah, uh, we covered it on the podcast when when it was when it was happening. Um, Robbie Dunn, obviously, I mean, not condoning what this person did. It, he fully deserves the sentence that he received, uh, and he isn't. He he did some awful things. Uh, one of which was threatening to push. Bryony Frost off a horse during a race um, and he just threatened he threatened it and, and got a year ban uh, obviously among other things and not, not yeah. discrediting that but the fact that Christoph Sumion for actually doing it has I got know. two months and well, what's weird and I don't actually know how the, how the laws work in France mm-hmm. but in the UK the punishment is given to the rider dependent yeah. on the outcome mm. so it's not on the act itself it's on what happened yeah. so if a horse Clip. If a horse uh, is impeded, falls, and dies, the punishment would be worse than 
if the jockey does the action, but the horse just about survives and yeah. stays on its feet. Yeah. So in this case, if Ross Orion dies, obviously we're unbelievably glad that he's not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then Christoph could be banned for life. But even though he's done the action, which could have killed him, yeah, yeah. he's only got two months. Yeah. No. I, I mean, surely there's going to be an appeal there somewhere. Well, the uh, the French authorities, um, France Gallup, have already come out and said that um, they're looking to review their laws uh, off the back of this incident because yeah. clearly there's something wrong in in the sense that someone only gets two months for this. Like you know that that cannot happen. It, he needs far longer, and obviously it was entirely contentious that he managed to run on Arc Weekend, like your ride on Arc Weekend. You know, he had the chance to go and win. Um, the the arc itself which would have made him 240 grand if he'd won that race yeah uh he came second in it so still got just shy of uh, probably about 100 uh yeah probably about 100 grand just shy of that yeah and like what so you know you're trying to punish someone but also oh here's 100 grand on the sunday after you've done it it's crazy because in all other sports, if you're banned, the ban starts from the point at which yeah. the offence takes place. In football, you get a red card, you're banned the next game. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, you can have your ban through this period. Yeah, where, it's kind of like... riding big meetings or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, okay, you got you got red carded in the Champions League semi-final, but play the final yeah. and you can be banned for you the group stages. You can miss the Carabao. You can miss the yeah, Carabao. Yeah, or you, know, you can miss the group stages yeah. next year. like that, Or the qualifying rounds. Like That's ridiculous. You know, it, it, does, it no doesn't sense. make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but we could talk about that until the until the cows came home. Yeah. Um, Stradivarius retired. Yes, we're a bit late on this. I think we probably should have spoken about it last week. But um, Stradivarius retires. What a great, great horse. Um, I mean, some amazing memories. They they showed an unbelievable highlights reel on Sky Sports. And I was kind mm. of disappointed they didn't show his uh, last race at Goodwood. Because like in my mind, that's one of the best races that Stradivarius has ever competed in. You know, yeah. he may not have won. And obviously, you know, you've got him winning by, you know, half the track at Ascot, you know, those kind of things. But the way he fought at the age he is as an entire as well, you know, having not been gelded um, and well done to John Gosner as well. An unbelievable training performance uh, that has been. Um, and, and then you go and look at how, how far Kiprios won by out in France. Yeah, uh, you know he was he was running against the proper horse that Mate, day. Exactly, and like that, he put up a good showing on that day as a horse who's passed his best. Yeah, like fair play, and and yeah, happy retirement. He'll have a really nice time at, at stud, I imagine. He will. probably probably uh, producing jumpers. Well, I think he's had quite a lot of pent up, uh, you know, heat <laughs> yeah. for the last few years. Famous videos of him walking around the the, the paddock, sort of swinging his tackle yeah. around the place. <laughs> uh, it's been great for all to watch. Anyway, let's has it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, some people have found it funny, uh, including me. Um, Let's move on to the racing this week then. Huge weekend uh, at Newmarket with the Dali Dewhurst Stakes, which for those of you who are novices when it comes to this side of the season is uh, kind of one of the best indicators for the 2000 guineas. Although in years gone by, we haven't necessarily seen the winner of the Dewhurst yeah. come out and win the Guineas. Last time was probably Churchill. Um, and then a lot of the Guineas winners have been coming through the the Verton Fraturity, which is slightly later on in the mm. season. Um, but but this year, uh, an interesting field. Nostrum heading the market for the Derby winning trainer, Sir Michael Stout. 
Naval Power for Charlie Appleby and William Buick, 7-2. Choldine for Andrew Balding, Frankie Dettori, 4s. Aesop's Fables for Aiden and Ryan, 13-2. Isaac Shelby, 1 for the Sangsters. Brian Meehan, 14-1. Raw Scotsman, 25-1. And Marban is a big price at 28s. Uh, where do you see this one This one going up the, the roly mile? Who finishes on top? Yeah, so I want to start off by saying I think this probably isn't the best renewal of this race, though it's a very competitive one. I mean, there's no no two darn hot. There's no Pinatubo. There's no wow factor here. No, there? th- there's, there's certainly not. I, I, none of those. Well, I mean, Nostrum's like, okay, you've, to be fair, you've got three unbeaten horses coming in here which is something, right? But there's no sort of real group one horses in my mind. Like, you know, in times gone by, you've got horses like Pinatubo who went and smashed up in the national stakes and then comes here. It's like, you know, those horses are really exciting when they get here. That's not happened this year. Um, so I think that's potentially disappointing. That said, I think it's very competitive. So you can probably look a bit further down the market if you want. Uh, one that caught my eye was Isaac Shelby. I think that horse uh, was clearly pretty talented, though he has been off for a while. He hasn't raced yeah. since the start of July, which is a bit of a red flag for me. Uh, though he did beat a horse called Victory Dance uh, that day in a in a Group Three, uh, yeah, no, in a Group Two, in fact. Um, Superlative stakes, who, who, yeah. It? Who went on to win the Superlative exactly? Who went on to win uh, Victory Dance and then finished actually four and a half lengths behind Nostrum. Um, so, so there's definitely some form there. Um, another one I can't really understand why Marban is at the at the end at the tail of the market here, um, around twenty eight to one. This horse uh, was a Group Two winner time before last, beating Holloway Boy, who's definitely a good horse. Um, and that's the form that the favourites bring in here. Who's yeah, thirteen who's to thirteen eight. to eight. So. And you know we've got a got to respect um holloway boy we'll talk about him in uh for the autumn stakes i think late bit later on but yeah you know holloway boy finished behind nostrum and like if you're looking at the form ties like, i think marban's got a really good chance he's being he's being written off here because he came dead last in a group one yeah. over in ireland and, and 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 let's remember there's one anomaly in his running conditions and that is the soft ground that he contended with at the car last time in that group one you know if you draw a line through that, he comes in here four to one. Mate, I, I, honestly, I completely maybe agree. even favourite. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Fellows, Jamie Spencer. It's not like a golden combination mm. uh, on paper, but Jamie Spencer knows how to win. So I, I think you know Marban has a great chance. Twenty-eight to one seems madness. It, it genuinely does. And honestly, I remember watching that Goodwill race that day and. Uh, classic spencer held up in the rear then ran on to at the finish to to win but win well actually uh it was an impressive ride and it was, it was an impressive performance i remember jason weaver on itv saying wow that was really really impressive we've got a good thing here and then what he's forgotten in the market for the dewhurst i, d- I don't really see that so yeah marban i think as an outsider the rank outside of the field i'm gonna put him up here yeah um, i think that's fair enough the other one that i quite liked definitely getting shorter in the market now was was Chaldean definitely prefer him to Nostrum and, and Naval Power I think he does have the superior form that Nostrum race uh, against Holloway Boy that, that seems to be the the piece of Trump form right now 
in a four on a race i never really like those uh they're usually kind of trappy affairs and you never get a real true running uh maybe this is a small field today so it's gonna you know give him some sort of advantage but i i don't see it as much Chaldeen's had some really good form um one tie-in with uh millstream in the acom stakes millstream had had previously finished second a close second behind um behind noble style who in my eyes is the best two-year-old around this year for for charlie mm. appleby and goodolphin uh, yeah, so i think Chaldeen, you know has had a really good prep for this race not overcooked not undercooked and i i think andrew boarding will be wanting to get this win for his late highness uh khaled abdullah uh over sir michael stout who also trains for the the same owners so yeah i i think i think Chaldean would give it a good a good go here sorry just to say have you ever seen um andrew boarding training for khaled abdullah or no, you know the not- exors of card over to yeah not much no but is it's it sh- good to see good to see yeah it is and Tory riding as well who surely doesn't usually ride for for bolding no not much so cool um, quite quite a cool combination on that yeah two good horses there then marban and Chaldine. marban definitely value at 28 uh let's go back to the the start of the card now to the 150 the flying start zetland stakes uh, flying honors is in at five to four short price favorite here for charlie appleby dear my friend charlie mark johnson sevens bateman's bay nines blanchon tens alongside galactic jack for bowling and probert tenerife sunshine elevens liftoff twelves band of steel 18s metal merchant 25s flying honors um has come in here it seems late and uh dominates the top of the market third place behind the foxes last time in the royal lodge at this track do you see that that form coming out on you know in front here for me i think it's a flying flying on as wins and we move on i'm gonna agree with you there i think let's move on i, I don't really see yeah much much else yeah okay we move on. Easy. Fly, <laughs> flying honors, we don't even really need to give a reason. I just think, I looked through the card earlier and there was nothing really that struck my eye. I think if you're going to have any bet, then, you know, have the favourite in, yeah, in your multiples. There's not really, like, there's not really anything exciting in there either. No. I wouldn't be that excited. No. no. Yeah, no. Um, the Autumn Stakes, the next on the card, the 225 is, I guess, slightly more exciting, but you're basically just having horses that have been beaten by, by ones in the Dewhurst and <laughs> yeah, now go over a mile. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Holloway Boy, who was obviously very exciting when he won at Ascot, given that we tipped him at 100 to 1 and he came good on debut. Uh, that was pretty exciting. I know that a couple of our followers backed it. Uh, Epicetus heads the card here at, heads the market, should I say, at 5 to 2. Silver Knot, 5 to 2 as well. Holloway Boy, 7 to 2. Dancing Magic, 13 to 2. And then you've got uh, Exoplanet, 12s, and Kilbeg's warrior at 25s interesting race small field epicetus clearly a potential for um the gosden team having also defeated flying honors who's that short price favorite on the first race in the card so you know a few form links do you have a strong fancy in this well I mean, obviously, we just said flying honors is going to win, so like uh, maybe we should um, 
maybe we should be putting out this favorite but uh i don't know like given i've put put up a marban in the jewhurst i don't want to desert holloway the holloway boy form um holloway boy is definitely a good horse um winning on debut like like that at ascot was really really impressive obviously tris that was sort of one of you well possibly your best step ever actually um but pretty unbelievable whatever you did um and then the next two times he's been just caught out by running into one i think both times like i think marban's a very good horse and i think nostrum's probably a pretty good horse as well um so there's really no shame in him coming second in a group two and a group three uh on his on his last two starts i think he definitely brings the best form into this race the best known form uh in my mind and yeah i think he should be well the the favor the favorites there on on potential certainly rather than what he's shown already i'd say well more so than what he's shown already so yeah a holloway boy for me i think uh i think he should be close to favoritism and, and i'd side with him yeah it's it's interesting um i was really taken by epicetus when uh, he won on debut i thought that was a really really strong performance and i would love to see a follow-up here it worries me slightly we haven't seen the horse on the track since uh july on that that meeting when the ground was rattling fast that was on the july course this the rolly miles so slight difference i guess the same kind of geographical location same turf same sort of um undulations in the turf so you know it will be there'll be some trans transfer of skill there i think epicetus would be one that i'd love to see uh, go well i think he's probably got the most potential in the field and carries some strong form from that also entered in the Verton fraturity and uh, 33 to 1 at the moment for the derby next year i think we could see quite a strong performance from this one george strawbridge i think has quite a good horse on his hands yes uh de- well, definitely exciting so it'd be a good race to watch certainly yeah uh epicetus for me and uh yeah nice should we should we go for a break actually i think uh might need a break yeah let's go for a break and after the break we'll be tackling the cesarewich handicap which tends to be a cavalry charge last year won by one of our favorite horses jess stafford's favorite horse mm. buzz, buzz. see you after the news Welcome back to the Midas Touches. We now go into one of the most difficult handicaps of the year. Is it? I think so. I, th- I think it probably is. The Cesarewitch handicap, uh, which is being run at 3.40 English time. Uh, 23 runners only currently entered out of a maximum of 34. Usually we have a pretty full field, which is uh, interesting. Prize money only a hundred grand for this uh it still will be a bit of a cavalry charge we've currently got a horse with no names very well touted nikki henderson favorite nikki obviously with the winner last year in buzz before that i'll remind our listeners that william mullins won it three years in a row run for oscar second favorite nine to two uh evaluation 12 for keith dalgleish gibraltar 
is the first of the Mullins runners at 12s alongside Scaramanga, also trained by Willie Mullins. Baby Zeus, Willie, 14s. Favourite Moon, Willie Durkin, <laughs> 16s alongside Going Gone for Jim Boyle. Avino uh, Victrix, 16s. Zoffy, 16s. Let's leave it there because we're not tipping anything uh, lower than this in the market. <laughs> Charlie, uh, take it away. This is Zarich Handicap 2022. Yeah. Uh obviously very interesting that like every single horse you said at the top of the market is trained by uh, a jumps trainer or your dual purpose trainer and no surprises there um the jumps trainers have a fantastic record in this race as you as you alluded to earlier and yeah that's where i'll be leaning and what better jumps trainer to go with than the maestro willie mullins um I think he's got one in here. Well, actually, he's only just acquired this one, which is even more interesting. Uh, I say only just. He acquired it in July, but the horse hasn't run since. But uh, that horse is Scaramanga. Yeah. I really like this horse. He he. So Scaramanga was um, taken from Paul Nichols' yard after uh, finishing 11th at Ascot in a two-mile four handicap. Um he is now full six pounds lower. Uh, no, sorry, I lie. He's two pounds lower than that one, but um, only three pound, uh, four pounds. Fucking hell, I'm really messing this up. <laughs> <laughs> He's only four pounds higher than his last winning flat mark. Uh, that was at Newbury last year, uh, beating a horse called Rodrigo Diaz, who's actually a pretty decent stayer. Um, he ran in this race last year when Buzz won. Uh, did come twenty fourth. <laughs> which isn't great but but was 50 to 1 that day and was a real outsider um and i just feel that willie mullins is so damn clever that he's probably had a little think to himself that this horse might just be ready for the cesarevich this time round um he has run well at, at a new market finishing um third at the course uh, over 1 mile 6 um and yeah, I think just an all-round really interesting contender. Got Jason Watson on board, interestingly. So uh, nice to see some some confidence in him. Uh, and there's already been some movement, unsurprisingly. If if they fancy this one, then uh, then I'm all over it. So yeah, twelve to one, Scaramanga. I'm hoping he can do the business. Yeah, it does feel as if uh, Scaramanga has changed hands with this race in mind. Must also remind followers that. Uh, Willie won it for the same owners when Great White Shark won two years ago. So I think that is a fascinating runner. Two, I guess, at a bigger price with hold would be interesting. Definitely coming down in the weights a little bit for the Charltons. Uh, with hold, obviously, won this race a few years ago. And the owner, Tony Bloom, also won it with Stratum, more recently trained by Willie. So, you know, watch out for, for Tony Bloom in these sorts of races. That would be an interesting one. And then the other one, I guess, the the kind of up-and-coming horse who finished slightly closer to Coltrane at Ascot was going gone for Jim Boyle. That is up six pounds since since that day and, you know, admittedly has had a pretty long season. So that would be an interesting one to see how, how he goes. But going gone, definitely another one to look at as a kind of consistent horse this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if you want another one, I know we could probably do this all day as there, there are 23 runners, but um, I did think not so sleepy for Huey Morrison, uh, obviously a dual purpose trainer himself, uh, and this one runs over the 
the the obstacles uh i thought not so steep about 40 to 1 as well was was quite interesting um he was fourth against great white shark who you mentioned um in this race two years ago uh off the same mark so that's definitely interesting i think soft conditions would be in his favor certainly but uh i wouldn't discount this one uh, and he's had some unbelievable form i mean he's a great one winner over hurdles won the won the fighting fifth didn't he last year um, he halved it <laughs> oh yeah of course he did didn't he it's a weird race that one i was convinced that epitante won that. that was when our sisters were tipping against each other yeah and and your sister tipped epitante and mine tipped not so sleepy crazy unreal crazy crazy stuff uh a lot of horses for you guys there i guess the strongest one from us is scaramanga yep. for argument's sake but uh honorable mentions must go to withhold um not so sleepy and going gone really really top card over at Newmarket. we look forward to that we've also got a big rugby game up in uh leicester this weekend as sail sharks visit the tigers uh, in Welford Road. That would be great. We're both going to be there. Really looking forward to it. Might well, get some content from that. Well, you don't actually have a ticket yet, but yeah. you might get one. Um, that should be good fun. Uh, other than that, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of, of sport across the board. So please do uh, watch it. Uh, do be sensible if you're backing any horses. I know we've been in good form, but it doesn't guarantee that we're going to stay in good form. And yeah, any any closing remarks from you? Yeah, I just want to say that uh, as we're finishing this recording, we've just seen um, United. We've just seen United absolutely smash Omani um, from from Cyprus team from Cyprus three two in the Europa League. So well done, United! What a result! That's a seriously, result. seriously good. Uh, claiming their title credentials in full i actually have a tip for people in football everyone knows i'm a liverpool fan but i think arsenal will win and liverpool won't score a goal because i think we've got a lot of goal scoring problems at the moment and the fact that we're scoring set pieces only covers that up more that is everything from us it's a goodbye from me tris and it's a goodbye from me charlie goodbye, goodbye.